0: Exams Yesterday That came out wrong I meant to say I had my eyes examined And instead I said I had my eye exams As if I'm taking a test to be qualified to be a pair of eyes
1: How, how did your eyes do with their exams? Did, did your eyes get full marks? Answer all the questions right?
0: Straight A's except English Lit English Language A plus English Lit B Because I didn't read of mice and men <laughs>
1: Oh, oh, can I tell you everything you need to know about Of Mice and Men? I can summarise that book for you in, like, three facts. Uh, The three interesting things about that book, or uh, discusses of Bullworthy, there's a man who has a a glove full of Vaseline, and he's a creepy sex pervert. Oh, yeah, he
0: keeps it soft for his wife. Jokes aside, I have read Of Mice and Men, but doesn't he keep his hand soft for his wife?
1: Yeah, it's creepy and weird and Uh. and perverty. Um, the dog is a metaphor for the guy who gets shot at the end, and that's about it, really. Yeah. That's honestly all you need to know. They shoot the dog, and then at the end, they shoot the guy, and it's like, ah, oh, the dog was like the guy. Gu- it's a parallel. Yeah. As a kid,
0: um, obviously, a kid before phones took over. Obviously, I watched a lot of Looney Tunes. I don't know if the the youth these days watch Looney Tunes cartoons, but. That was my first exposure to Of Mice and Men, although I didn't get it. And then when I um, studied Of Mice and Men in school, going through it, I then think, ah, that's why the big dumb cat called Sylvester George. Now I get those Uh, Looney Tunes
1: cartoons. Oh, I see. It's at least a short book. It is a short book. It's not the worst book I had to read in school. I remember it had a very
0: coherent pot, a plot. I watched the film um, with John Malkovich in it as uh, Lenny. Yeah. That was all right. How, how did he do as Lenny? He did all right. He was better in being John Malkovich, but then he had a bit of experience with that role. <laughs> I, yeah, a little bit. That's a really good film. I hadn't seen it in years. I used to watch it all the time when I was younger. That's a heck of a film. I don't think I've ever read
2: that book. We had to do we, the books we we did The Great Gatsby in school.
1: We had our classes split in half, so half of the students had I think The Great Gatsby, and half of us had Of Mice and Men.
2: And we had To Kill a Mockingbird was the other one then.
1: You had to kill a mockingbird. <laughs> <laughs> it was that biology <laughs> class. Oh,
2: I want to kill a bird this week. My God, we've got crows on our on our uh, our roof, and Jesus fucking Christ, they're so noisy. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> I've got the opposite experience. There's some quiet crows on the roof next door, and I can see them out my office window. I've just been like having a great time watching them chill out up there, collecting sticks. You say that, Laurie. You,
0: you got to watch them when they're quiet. That's when they're up to their schemes. No,
1: I can tell you what they're up to. It's they're hiding um, twigs and branches and things in someone else's chimney.
0: They're
2: building a nest.
1: Yeah, and it's actually quite adorable.
2: Yeah. Wait. Wait till they have the babies. All you're going to hear all day. Is... <laughs>
1: here for over a year. I've not heard it yet. It's fine.
0: I got a bird nest on the awning outside right behind where I sit of a day to watch me television, watch me stories. And yeah, just they're not as bad as like crows and stuff. It's like yep, 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 yep. But it's compounded by the fact that there is some like old lady uh, in this neighbourhood who feeds all of the stray cats. Oh, yeah. All of them. And it is, you know, we when spring hit and the cats started blossoming, it, it was a nightmare. And I've got a dog, of <laughs> course, that loves to chase cats. So he's tried to pull my shoulder out of me uh, socket every time I go out there.
1: Just let him off the leads and pre-exercise. I,
0: I, I'm not round here. Um, there are other dogs not on leashes round here and all sorts of other things. Round here that, that I've got to keep him on a tight leash. Uh, when I was in the older place, it was you know it was an empty sort of uh, neighborhood, nothing going on, so it wasn't so bad. But here, I don't know how he did it, but he saw a cat the other day, and he he lunged at it so hard, his name tag flew off of his collar. His name tag and the leash are not attached, but somehow the name tag just rocketed up in the air. So now he doesn't know who he is. <laughs>
2: When you're like ra- when you're like round here talking about your neighbourhood and, and all this, I'm I'm imagining your neighbourhood as an Arctic Monkeys song,
0: <laughs> like
2: <laughs> cats on the corner when the sun goes down around here.
0: <laughs> that is exactly what living in Mississippi is like. It is just like an Arctic Monkeys song. An
2: Arctic Monkeys song with added homophobia.
1: <laughs> uh. I'm glad you reminded me of them. I forgot they existed. I remember quite enjoying the Arctic Monkeys.
2: That first album was a banger.
1: Yeah. There's a song of two of theirs I enjoyed. They, they had they had a very good sort of like rock energy, but a pop sound to them that was quite nice. I very much enjoyed it.
0: Now, granted, they were no The Thrills. Ooh. But they did their best. I couldn't stand The Thrills. <laughs> I
2: could not. Oh, had, my God. They had a God. little run. Oh,
0: Santa Cruz. Oh, Santa
1: Cruz. I know you're not that bad. It was just such, Uh, uh, uh. like, lustless, (laughs) soulless,
2: mojoless music.
0: It was like (laughs) yawning into a microphone. It was yawning in key. Do you know
2: what that that band was? Like, someone who, like, if you took someone who's had, like, 14 wanks in one day (laughs) and then try and put them in a room to have sex with someone... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> they're, they're trying really hard, but just nothing's happening. That's
0: how little mojo that band had. <laughs> that is the best "the thrills" analogy I've ever heard.
2: Oh Santa Cruz, I know you're not. That I liked, far. I liked them for a
0: bit. <laughs> I don't know if I could get into them these days, but when they first, uh, when they first started, what was it like? Early two thousands, yeah. I want to say. They were Irish, um, I think, are not they? Yeah, I liked a couple of their songs. I'm pretty sure they're Irish.
1: Uh, I'm I'm i having a bit of a time here while we're while we're doing this podcast because there's a Beyond Good and Evil 2 live stream happening at the second, and I've kind of got it open in another tab because they're not they're not having the game at E3. So I was like, I'm curious what's up with that game. It's been like three years since they bigged it up again and went. It's really happening this time. They have no gameplay to show this year at E3. Three years on, of
0: course they don't. Why would they have gameplay for this game that's been in development since last week, probably?
1: Um, so I can I can tell you one thing. They're showing some kind of, like, comic book and telling stories about, like, this is what we imagine the world outside of the game and around the game is like. So we did a bunch of nice pictures and we're going to tell you a story. And, like, this isn't the story of the game. We just made another story. Wow. And I'm looking at this like... You know what? Scrap the game. Just give me some like some linear comic books in this universe. Let let me enjoy more stories in this world without it being a weird open world thing. I'm up for this. I want them to cancel the game. Give me this comic book they're showing <laughs> me on livestream.
0: It'd probably be less cynical than what the final game's gonna be like.
1: Yeah. They they could probably fucking finish it in less than three years.
0: Yeah. I still remember when like the first trailer teasing Beyond Good and Evil came out. Not, not...
1: What, the 2006 one?
0: Yeah, yeah, like, the the one that was a thousand years ago. And they haven't got any gameplay to show us yet. Like, Ubisoft, come on.
1: Well, that that one is completely a different thing to this one. Because that one s- it is, suggested yeah. it was going to be, like, a direct sequel of Jade and Paige. And, like, that's clearly not what this is.
0: Well, that... That was before live services were such a hot thing. Yeah. You know, that, that was back when video games were. And, and forgive me for bringing up heresy. It was back when video games were video games. Imagine such a thing. Can you imagine?
1: Back in the day where Ubisoft went, you know, let's finish a full package video game before we put it out in the world.
0: Let's just make a game and sell a game, yeah.
1: Yeah. As opposed to fucking. Did you hear the news about Todd Howard and his, uh, his knowledge <laughs> of Fallout 76 this week? Yeah, I
0: did a little video on that. Yeah, I I used Todd Howard admittedly to take out my anchor at the Rockstar
1: video. I did not doing as well as it should have done. Yeah, should have done better. Go watch Jim's video. But yeah, way ba- better. Paraphrasing but, yeah. to- Todd Howard's comment, he was basically like. Yeah, we knew people were going to shit on this game because it wasn't finished, but like we were going to finish it one day.
0: Yeah, but let's let's couch this in Todd Howard's <laughs> impeccable spin. It was not as f- his he said he didn't say that they knew it no. was shit. He said they knew it wasn't a high metacritic game, which is I mean when it comes yeah. to industry bullshit spin doctoring. <laughs> That's a statement right there We knew it
1: was going to review poorly Presumably because it wasn't a good game <laughs> Yeah, but
0: it's about what the game becomes You see, it's not about what they It's not about what it is when they take your fucking money for it I mean, that's true Like, I went and had my eye exam And uh, when I went to get the glasses They gave me the frames and told me that the lenses will come in like a year Yeah But you gotta pay for the glasses now Oh, absolutely, yeah I paid it and and um, in order to... Uh, get, they get me a little bit of polish That I can use to polish the lenses They got me that first But I've got to pay like 1.99 a month for that mm. And the glass lenses Constantly drip a small amount of oil
1: I've
2: got to say though If I bought a Thrill single And it was just the music
1: <laughs>
2: And the, the vocals were coming a year <laughs> later I, I'd probably like that single more
0: <laughs> So what you're saying is The Thrill should adopt a roadmap approach
1: <laughs>
2: Yes, I think I think the, the Thrills should do an always online uh online service for their new album.
1: Have we found the one have we found the one piece of media that would have been better as a live service? The thrills should have been a live service. Have the That's... little
2: banjo first and then you can add to it gradually over the years.
1: I assure you,
0: listeners, if if you're one of the listen one of the I'm imagining more than half of the listener base that has never heard of the thrills. I and the thrills-knowing audience assures you this is great content. This is magnificent thrills-based content.
1: Yeah, go go check out the thrills in order to understand this.
2: This might not be what you tune in for, but we promise you this is what you tune in for. <laughs> yep.
0: Oh, God, Todd Howard is a liar. Yeah. I mean, let's just put that out there. Like, this is the guy that told us the Elder Scrolls Blades was a pure Elder Scrolls RPG. Yeah. Which, if you've played or just... Been near the Elder Scrolls Blades
1: That's not true oh. That's not true at all Oh, Beyond Good and Evil people lied to us They're showing us gameplay from the game When they said they weren't going to show gameplay today Maybe it's old gameplay, but it's gameplay On the, on the subject of liars yeah. We have Ubisoft <laughs> uh. Uh,
0: Whose lies I have catalogued In the gymquisition over the years um, Yeah, yeah, so I'm not I, <laughs> Basically, if Ubisoft or Todd Howard Says something very much like if Peter Molyneux says something, I'm automatically inclined to believe the exact opposite of whatever they said is true. Very much in agreement with you. Not a high metacritic uh... game. It sits at 52 from the from the pro critics for whom Bethesda is a critical darling.
2: Um, yeah, and I, I'll be honest, I, I'm surprised it's that high.
0: Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah.
2: Because the, the, the thing is, when you look at actually... Um, Not to, like, stoke up the fires between YouTubers and traditional media, but it generally got much less favorable favorable reviews from uh, gaming media on YouTube and stuff. And it wasn't one of those cases of, like, some... You know that people were shitting on it because of some Oh it has politics in it or something like that It was literally just people were Like this game is really just really bad
0: I would have loved it if Fallout 76 had more politics in it Because that would have been content Anything would
2: have been good I'm just really like You know I haven't touched it since the first week And that's (laughs) really disappointing Well
0: yeah a lot of other games have come out since then. We can't be expected to drop everything and come crawling back to Fallout 76 because Todd Howard, of all people, said it was worth checking out. Other games happen. This is where this live service bullshit bites them in the ass. You, you, we still live in a world where first impressions count for something. Yeah. I'm
2: getting my Bethesda fix from Kingdoms of Amalur this year anyway. It's like Oblivion with better combat.
0: Yeah. you better off. Yeah, better off with it. I mean, the like, like there was something Todd Howard said in that interview, the, the IGN interview where he said all this that was really telling, when he talked about how people to this day still play older Fallout, still play Skyrim, you know, Skyrim was out in 2011. Many people, not just a few, many people still play it to this day. And he said, but we just, I'm paraphrasing, he said, but we just sold it to them and that was it. We didn't have further direct access to them. Um, yeah. which is why we we wanted to make Fallout 76 which more or less confirms that uh they ain't going to just make and sell a
1: product with the next Elder Scrolls. Why why create a game that people can love for years and years and years and doesn't need changing because they already love it yeah. when we can just keep them you know looking for a good game forever. I
2: think I think we should take that with the caveat like with changing them and stuff like a huge part of Skyrim's longevity is the ability to mod it which Fallout seventy six doesn't have.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, there's that too. There's. I mean, well, Fallout seventy six flew in the face of so much of of what I would consider were Bethesda's strengths, and and focus so much on the weaknesses that if they do that again with Elder Scrolls, that's it. Like, I will check out of their originally developed stuff and only care about id Like, they sh- at that point, they should pack it up and only fucking publish id games because those are still knock on wood. Proper video games Not these jumped up services That are expected to be played for a year Like a year from now Even yeah. though many more interesting things Will have happened by then I got bloodstained this month I'm not going back to Fallout
1: 76 Bethesda and Bioware are both In the same sort of category of yeah. I used to really enjoy what you did And I just don't care about you anymore And you used to be some of my favourite developers And this is very odd Oh
2: man, is in a real
1: shit can at the moment mm. Yeah. Didn't they
2: like completely delete their ro- their roadmap for Anthem or something like that? Or
1: yeah, and they've still not started putting it back
0: together that I have seen. Th- this is why it's a racket. This whole, it's what the game becomes bollocks from Todd Howard. You're selling us a bill of goods. You're selling us a promise. One that you cannot guarantee you'll keep. Doesn't,
2: doesn't Zenimax have like a member of the Trump family on its board? Like, probably.
0: It wouldn't surprise like, me. Like, no
2: wonder they're selling us a racket. <laughs> oh.
0: Like that, that. This is the problem. Todd Howard's "It what the it's what the game becomes" line is complete bullshit, and it's used to justify a complete con. It's a con job. Unfinished early access games masquerading as finished products, then. Promising us a roadmap that there is No guarantee they will keep and if the game Doesn't succeed Largely because the game at at launch Was shit then It'll never become what they say it'll become Because we might end up in an Anthem situation Where they're either too busy fixing bugs To make the roadmap or the team Starts getting moved to other projects because What financial incentive does EA have To make good on the promises At
1: at some point what is the point Of finishing your roadmap because no one No one cares enough To be engaged with that roadmap Exactly
0: There's only a moral responsibility And expecting EA to make good on a moral responsibility Is expecting the sky to turn orange That's not a good example Sometimes the sky is orange
2: I think EA basically sees Anthem as a last cause at this point
1: Absolutely I think they're doing their bare minimum To be like this is what we're obligated to do To not look like we abandoned the game And I feel like that's about all you're going to get out of it now
0: Yeah It's not about what the game becomes, basically. It never is. It should only ever be, what are you selling us now? You're expecting money now. What have you given me in return?
2: There's something we learned this year, right? There were three big life service games. Two of them were complete, utter failures. The only one that was half decent, The Division 2, sold pretty badly. Maybe let's learn some lessons from this game industry
0: Well, you know, I mean, it's not like there weren't critics like myself Last year and the year before saying Live services as a, a widely ubiquitously embraced business model is not sustainable You cannot expect people to treat every single game like a job
2: You can't all be destiny Yeah even Destiny can't be Destiny these days.
0: Well, no, I mean, Activision had no problems letting that go, which should say something. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work, and it's not about what the game becomes, because that you're, that's not what you're selling us. You're selling us what you yeah. think the game might become, if it's successful enough, which it may not be if you launch an unfinished, hollow shell of a piece of shit game. Fuck off, Todd Howard. You are full of shite. Also, hello, podquisition. We're doing that show. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to the podquisition, Todd. Stop telling lies, Todd. Come the fuck on. Todd. (laughs) I got my new microphone. Are you, are you having a good time with it? I've, I'm I'm having a, a while of a time with my new microphone. It's got a little box now. Did did you did you did you work
1: out what one would do all your things nice and easy?
0: Yes, someone on um, the the gymquisition subreddit did, and I should actually look it up so I can properly thank them.
1: I I'd be interested to hear what you went for because I've been looking at maybe getting a new mic at some point.
0: Yeah, I followed basically. I bought exactly what this person said. Um... Podcast answer audio upgrade. Yeah, this was from uh, Maguslod, um, who just gave me their mic setup, and because I know nothing about audio, I just said, right, I will get exactly what they use. And they seem to use, like, like do pro audio recording. So it's like a... And not super expensive, either. Uh, this was an Audio-Technica, uh, the AT2035. And the interface was a Behringer uh, UMC22. Uh, and I just... I went with that, and it... it a lot of my issue with audio is I don't like listening to my own audio with headphones on because even though I've not had much of a complaint about it, I hear the reverb and I tried to fix the environment all the time and had no joy. This new thing, I haven't done anything to change the environment, but it knocked out some of that reverb. And now I can stand to hear myself through headphones, uh, which is paying off dividends already. And it's just, yeah, it's not it was really easy to set up. It was one of those things where I made the job harder in my head. I assumed upgrading would um confuse and upset and distress and stress me out, but no, no, it's really Hooray. simple. Yeah, we got yeah. a new camera coming in and all, so it the camera can do 4K. Whether my piece of shit video editing <laughs> software will handle rendering it is another thing, but I've got the the raw capability coming in. So we've made some good audio improvements, some good tech upgrades. So nice. I'm enjoying doing podcasts and things just to keep using it. Hey.
2: Um, just just moving us backwards by about a minute and a half there. Oh, sure. Tell me life, tell me sweet little lies. Tell me lies. Oh, no, no, you can't disguise. You
0: can't disguise. We knew going in that, that Fallout 76 would not be a, a, a high Metacritic game
1: that, that is indeed you telling some lies, some sweet little lies Yeah Apologies
2: to Fleetwood Mac, I'm not quite sure that was the exactly correct chords for the song But
1: <laughs> It
0: still sounded nice It
1: did the trick um, I'm, I'm, having a, I'm, having a, I'm having a week this week Yeah as of, as of the time this goes up, I'll be back on Patreon
0: Oh yes, and that's
1: I, I. don't know how that's gone yet, and that's terrifying and exciting in all those ways that that tends to be.
2: Patreon's fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm. The last, the last few weeks, I've been, understandably a bit nervous because obviously it's always a scary thing to make that leap again. But I'm like, I've been really excited. I've been really energized to do new, exciting, like, cr- creative work that like is a bit ambitious. I've been enjoying feeling ambitious about work again. Oh yeah. So it's been a been a been a busy old few weeks. I've got a bunch of shit going on right now work wise.
0: It's always a bit nerve wracking, but it is exciting to to break out from the, you know, more traditional company led media and go striking out more on your own. Yeah. And getting that direct that direct line with the audience where people are literally paying for what they want to see. Um and yeah and you can't put a price on that. Yeah. So, yeah, good, good stuff. I'm excited for it. It certainly has its challenges.
1: But... Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to get in before people, you know, get to the end. It's like, ah, they're doing all the shilling and everyone runs off. I want to go. I'll, I'll go do the shilling bit in the middle and make people have a listen. <laughs> I'm back on Patreon. That is my, my primary source of income again. So, patreon.com forward slash Laura K Buzz. Nothing will be gated behind that. You just are helping to support me to continue doing the content. Everyone gets the content for free. Uh,
0: you're doing the Jim Sterling method. Yeah. I have heard that I've I've heard that literally gets called that at Patreon. It
1: is it is the method I did the first time I was on Patreon for the first what three years I was there and it worked out well for me. Um I got a bunch of new shit going on. Um the big one is I've got a new podcast starting soon called Tonal Whiplash, which is an interview podcast. We keep it to sort of 20 to 30 minute nice concise interviews. We get, we've got some really interesting guests on it And it's basically alternating serious and silly questions Which you get a bit of a look at their work and a bit of their personality in there Which has been really fun um, I've interviewed a bunch of cool people for that I think the first one going up might be the one I did with uh, the guy behind Celeste Which was a really fun interview um, Oh cool So yep, that's a thing um, I've, I've got a bunch of projects on the go, um, E3 week I'm gonna be doing, um, I'm not gonna be live streaming during the presentations, but I'm gonna be doing post shows where we go through, relook at clips, do discussion of the, of the conferences in post, so we're not trying to, like, dissect it live and then just say, oh, something else happened, gotta keep going, um, so that's gonna be happening a bunch, just check my Twitter, there'll probably be a bunch of links to new shit I'm doing, so please... Make do a support if you can, because I made a big scary jump and I hope it works.
0: Yeah, it's it's a scary time. Yeah. Um. I swear the audio going on this thing is too high now. Um. Yeah. It, it it's always nerve wracking. It's it can be stressful. I remember the first weekend I set my Patreon up. I I was I became intimately acquainted with with what panic attacks are like because I'm more anxiety and general feeling than panic. But that yeah. Oh. Uh, That was one of my first encounters with it. I
1: wasn't too bad the first time I did it, because the first time I did it, like, I had lost a job working in a supermarket and was like, I've got nothing to lose, let's make the jump. Sure. This time I opted to make the jump and was like, I'm doing this by choice. And that's a very scary prospect to go, I've got the good safety net, but what if I just jumped? What if I just jumped? Why not? Yeah. so hopefully that's going well. So I'm I'm putting that out there while people are still listening. Also keep an eye on Laura K. Buzz on Twitch. I'm doing a bunch more Twitch stuff. Uh, LauraKBuzz.com, that's where most of my written content will be going. Uh, Sci-Fi Fangirls, I'll be doing some stuff there. And if you go to LauraKBuzzStore.com, you can pre-order a copy of my audio book of my memoir, which is up there now, nice. which I made happen. So. Those are things Anyway I'm sorry I started Chilling in the middle Of the show Are we finished Okay Yeah
2: <laughs> Nice
0: podcast <laughs> uh, I also have An announcement to make um, Eat ass every day Nice That's mine
1: nice. Uh, Go out and do it
2: That why, Was that a Ninja sex party Tweet right there
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ninja sex party Are a lot of fun I like their songs I do enjoy their songs
2: Their tweets are Bloody fantastic
0: as
1: well Yeah Oh goodness should we talk about some video games that we played? Because I think some of us played some this week
0: oh, yeah. Why the hell are there so many red lines Ending up in my audio file? This has not been happening with this I've not even been doing my usual screaming It's the curse of you
1: talking about How seamless it was to set up your new audio Yeah <laughs> Yeah <laughs>
0: It did all right on my my video recordings, but now it's it's playing. I tell you what, it's playing silly buggers with me. It's playing silly buggers with you. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I, I hope it's going through the right microphone. If it's not, this has gone horrible. That's a nightmare of mine. Like I get a fucking hour in, and then I find out it went on the wrong thing. There's always ways to fix it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um. We'll we'll sort it. it should be okay. But yeah,
1: things we've played this week. Uh, Jim, you've been playing Judgment. I have. Which is that thing from the Yakuza people. Yep, this is one of those, I've got to remember to post this
0: after a certain time of day things, because yeah. I'm saying this the day, uh, day before Embargo Lift, um, but I'll be able to talk about it when this podcast goes up.
1: That's fine, because I, I, I was going to say I need this to go up once the pa- after the Patreon's up, so like we'll both remind each other, we'll, we'll remember that this is going to have times on it. Yeah. So yes,
0: Judgment, uh, it's a Yakuza game in all but name for the most part. It's set in Kamurocho. It's uh, Kamurocho... Kamuro... I-, I can normally say it, but it's set in the y- the city that Yakuza is almost always set in, barring a few excursion-y uh, installments. It's... Um, got more of a detective feel because you are playing a detective. Um, so there's some Phoenix righty elements. A little bit of hit someone with this evidence that you've got in your evidence bucket and stuff like that.
1: I've seen a little bit of trailers of it. Is it something like you? You are a judge, but you were arrested at some point in the past. You're a little bit of a renegade judge. Um, no, 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 no. You're you're an ex. Yeah, you're
0: an ex lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Um, he he quit lawyering and he's now doing private investigations. But he's doing work. For his old law firm, ah. um, in sort of in the in the first opening parts of
1: it, maybe I assumed he was a, a a renegade because he wore a leather jacket, and in my head it's like, oh, oh, he's not a suit, he's not a suit and tie lawyer. <laughs>
0: um, he's certainly a renegade. Ain't no mistake in that. Um, so far it's, and I can only talk about this in preview context so far they're, they're, That's all they're allowing for right now um, I think everything I say here is would fall under that remit Right now I'm waiting for it to kick off I've been playing quite a bit of it But it feels like it's not hitting that same level of energy and, and wildness that the Yakuza games usually hit uh, Feels a bit drier, a bit less to do uh, a bit streamlined, but the places where it's not been streamlined are not great things, like lock picking mini games mm. and like hunting, like like basically looking for things in the environment, just rolling the mouse over things, trying to find the relevant image among the images. It's like really kind of slow, dreary stuff, um, which surprises me. Um, when it's good, it's good. You know, it's it. It, the the combat is still really fun that's still over the top um, there is like the writing is good the the plotline is interesting there's some good mystery there um, still got that really in depth sense of intrigue the few video games manage to have. Um, where where there really is some complexity weaved in there to keep you guessing as to what's happening. Uh, the writing's great, but it, it feels right now, and it could expand into something more as I play. Um, my first impression of, of uh, I think it was Yakuza 0, I wasn't too keen on it, until I hit a certain moment where I'm like, right now, now it's strapped the rocket to its back. Um, and I'm waiting for the rocket here. It, it feels almost like they're, they wanted to make a more serious game. They wanted to make something a bit more uh, straight-faced, and right now that is to the game's detriment. Um, so I'm I'm still enjoying it. It's still got a lot of the same quality you expect from the Yakuza team, but I am a, right now a little disappointed in the early goings, and I'm hoping it improves. I'm still you know giving it the best shot I can because. Lord he knows I've got all the room in my heart for that team to just make game after game after game. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping it picks up. that's where, where I'm at right now. I'm like it's it's got all the tools. it just needs for them to all slot together. Uh, we'll see yeah but, but lock picking minigames ain't the way forward folks.
1: Can, can you tell us how f- far time wise you are in and you're feeling that way?
0: Um, I've cleared the first chapter
1: Okay, so it's not like a huge amount of the way in But it's it's not like jumped straight to being, you know Yeah, it's
0: at the point where you feel like you should have settled in But I'm still feeling like, like Like I'm trying to get, like, over this hill Surely something awesome's gonna happen Yeah Okay, maybe the next hill, maybe the next hill um,
1: does, does it so far feel as over the top as a Yakuza Or does it feel a bit more... Restrained by the fact that it's it's About a lawyer type
0: Definitely more restrained um, It's not like the, 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 the combat and everything isn't there But even combat encounters Feel less frequent than they used to And there are things like limitations on food If your health's full you can't eat um, And you can't over Eat anything Whereas in a Yakuza game you could go in And you feel like you could just order one item Of everything on the menu Just completing Because you get points for completions of of all this sort of thing. And here it feels a bit more like they're restricting you from doing things. Um, Thus far, I've not felt like exploring the city leads to any rewards uh, of any kind. Uh, Everything just feels a bit... It reminds me of Team Sonic Racing, um, where it's another Sega game where the sequel feels like there's just a bit less than... What was previously established as possible, mm. uh, and I get that this isn't a Yakuza sequel, but it's set in the same town and it uses the same mechanics and in often, in some places the same animations and stuff. Yeah, uh, I go in expecting that same, you know, and the spinoffs of like the Fist of the North Star spinoff was a completely different thing in terms of, um, you know, content and IP, but but it still had that level of energy and ridiculousness, and I'm waiting for this to get. Stupid in that good way And it's not doing it thus far Do
1: you reckon it so far Would be enjoyable if you came to it from a perspective Of, and this is probably the perspective I'll come to it from, is I enjoy a good Ace Attorney type Game every now and then But I would like one that had a little bit more Gameplay in it sometimes
0: I think I'm going to need to play further in Mm. To determine exactly How much um, Ace Attorney Style inspiration is in there Right now, thus far, I've had a few things with like looking at evidence and, and selecting the right evidence to show at someone. It's all been very simple, straightforward, and obvious stuff so far. So I need to see if that gets any deeper and more complex. Mm. Um, you can certainly see where they've taken inspiration from it. But, but I, I just can't tell if, if investigation is going to be any more than it is right yeah. now. And where it feels right now, it just feels a bit too tacked on And in some places, kind of sluggish and unnecessary mm.
1: that's, that's interesting, I'm, 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 th- thank you for letting me know That's interesting
0: thoughts Yeah, so, like I said, I'm not writing it off Yeah. I, I, I hope that by the time I do a Impressions video I can, you know, beam about it um, But right now I, I would have to say it's good But, and then have a long list of, of you know Things to watch out for
1: Uh, I played a game this week that has a few caveats to it, but I still thought was worth playing and I found quite fun. Uh, Did either of you ever play or enjoy uh, the Puzzle Quest games?
0: Uh, No. No?
1: Uh, Okay, so for anyone who's unaware, Puzzle Quest was basically the idea of what if you had a Tetris-type game, but when you clear the lines, you beat up another person to go through a story and it's all a bit fantasy-based and you cast spells by doing your Tetris whatnots. And it was a thing that I really enjoyed and there's a game that I found that's been kind of scratching that same itch recently, um, I, I, I played it on Switch, I don't know if it's on anything else, it's called Crystal Crisis. It is it is a game where you do a match the colors and tiles, drop the puzzle pieces into the board kind of, like your Puyo Puyo, uh, your Tetris, those kind of things, uh, to, to fight battles. Um, the story mode is, uh, it's pretty bare bones and it it's an excuse for a bunch of indie game characters to shout at each other and do special attacks. But mechanically it's kind of a fun puzzle game if you if you enjoy those kind of like Tetris style puzzle games. Uh, the idea for this one is you've got coloured pairs of blocks, like you'll have a rectangle that's made of two blocks, you you drop it down, you're trying to make chains of the same colour touching that are as big as possible, and then every so often you'll get a thing that you can use to break a chain that you you drop on. So, like, the bigger the chain, the more mm-hmm. points you get to build up meter to do your big attacks. Uh, the thing that this one does that's kind of interesting is if you move your, like, puzzle piece out one side of, the s- side of the screen, it comes back on the other side, which, yeah, that's fine. You can split half of your puzzle piece off the side of the screen, so you end up with, like, half of your piece on the right-hand side and half as... Come round on the left again. So you, if you've got like two different colours on a puzzle piece that don't work together, you can shove one of them way out the way, and that's that's a fun little mechanic I haven't seen done in these kind of games before. So it's a fun little puzzle thing if you enjoy puzzle quest and stuff like that. I've been having fun with it.
0: Oh, I'm too stupid for puzzles. Oh, my brain doesn't work.
1: I suck at th- I suck at it. Like even like by the second or third level of the story, I was having to do puzzles like five or six or seven times to, to win but i'm having fun <laughs>
0: well, that's good to know I'm, I'm always in the mood to hear about fun little switch games
1: yeah it's it's nothing it's not amazing or anything but if you are like me and you really loved puzzle quest it's not as polished as puzzle quest but it'll scratch that itch it's like ah, that's a that's a competent thing in that genre i'm interested in time spinner
0: on the switch i just wanted to register my interest.
1: What's what's Time Spinner?
0: It's really gorgeous looking. Looks like a, you know, one of these side scrolly y retro-y, kind of got Genesis type of thing. Um, action platformer. Looks really interesting. Oh, it's on Xbox One and Switch.
1: That's got a really nice art style. I'm looking at it now. Yeah,
0: so... Also
2: never been huge into puzzle games, barring maybe Portal. or.
0: Yeah, they're not my thing either, really. Well, what's the one
2: that came out by that well-known kind of Guy a couple of years ago, it was all the little symbols on on an island.
1: Oh, um, uh, the, the 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 Jonathan Blow one. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, the witness. Yeah. Yes. Everyone
2: was raving about that, and I went to play it, and I just after
0: like half an hour, I was like, nope, I'm done with this.
1: I don't have the brain for the witness.
0: Yeah, I played it for a while, and then just decided, yeah, I've I've played enough of that. That's fine, thanks. I didn't hate it, but. I, I I'd had my thing. I
1: I I was just too just too not good at puzzles for it. They do
0: get trickier. Yeah. I was too tick for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gavin, uh, you've played a game that I know I've played a bit of. Um, yeah. speaking of games that were not for me, this one wasn't for me. But uh, what did you think of the Outer Wilds? Uh, it's kind of
2: hard for me to judge because uh, I I have to. Uh, Start this off with I was very tired and grumpy When I tried this game So That may have had
0: an effect But it just didn't Really do all that much for me May I ask you one question? Yes Did you, like me Die within the first five minutes Because you jumped in the geyser hole? That's exactly what happened Yes that seems to be a common. St- yeah, I yeah, tweeted yeah. that like as I was playing it, and followed it up with, "What did they expect me to do?" And someone replied with, "They expected you to fall in the hole and die."
2: <laughs> I died three times in before leaving for space.
0: Yeah, it set the wrong tone for me. Yeah, um, it it didn't teach me about it, especially because later in the game, you're expected to go down holes like that. Obviously yeah. once you've got the right stuff But all it did was make me afraid to
2: explore Here's the thing You mentioned a very uh, important thing there. The game doesn't teach you anything
0: uh, yeah. It
2: doesn't tell you how to play the damn game And
0: I know that many people like that But you can do that wrong
2: Now that's okay I think there are certain uh, Kind of uh, g- gamers who are going to love this game And who are going to get a lot from it uh, for me, I just even like something as simple as the way the ship. You, basically, I'll, basically, what this game is is you're you you're an alien uh, on your little planet, and there's a few of you there, and you set off in your spaceship to explore. And to say any more would probably be kind of spoilery, so I won't. But basically, you get a few planets, and you can it's seamless. You you shoot off into space and explore these different planets. And there's like a story and some puzzles. But there are just so many things in this game that just kind of uh, don't feel good to me. Yeah. Like the way the ship controls. Maybe I'm just really bad. But the physics of the ship, I I just couldn't get the hang of it. It It just drove me crazy. And it was giving me motion sickness because it's in first person. And your view is very obscured when you're in the ship and you're bouncing around on. Like, it feels
0: loose, doesn't it? Feels it? Like so everything's loose. just a bit too loose. Yeah. Yeah. Landing
2: the ship is such a pain in the hole.
0: I found it really ponderous as well. Like it just for a while I'm just like, this feels slow and yeah. not not in a calming way, just in a boring way. In a frust- yeah, yeah. Just just I felt a little flustered and a little frustrated because I want to explore and I want to learn about this world, but everything just feels a bit too slow, a bit too ponderous. Even the walking
2: speed felt a bit sluggish considering how yeah. much of it you do. And...
0: and there's such a sprawl to it and not, mu- not much of a way to um, catalogue where you've been and what you've done. Um, the mini-map helps and shows little foot tracks where you've been on the planet at that time. But certain things, like especially if you have to leave a planet after you've been on one and then you just feel god i've got to go back there and and traipse around again and try and remember where in this sort of not really distinctly defined environment i was and the
2: game keeps resetting you back like the game will at intervals reset you back to this very start of the game just fucking because You know, I'm sure it has some story reason that I haven't gotten to yet, but I have been finding it incredibly irritating. I have to go back to the starting planet every, like, what, 20, 25 minutes or so? It's like, Jesus.
0: It got to a point where I just felt like I could be spending my time elsewhere. And and I've got nothing against the game. It's very cute. I I actually, I like the dialogue. Um, There's nothing, it's not like it's full of jokes or anything. It's just, there's something, it's on the right side of Twee. It's twee, but it's on the right side of it. Um, where all this little, these little aliens with their little turns of phrases, just, oh, this is all kind of adorable. I really like the music. Uh, what music there is in this game is just really lovely little melodies. But I, I I, appreciate that people will really love it, but I could spend my time better. Here's what
2: I would say if, if I'm going to recommend it to people, right? I would say if... If the mechanical stuff doesn't bother you the way it does me in like the first half hour, then you're probably gonna love this because uh, it, there there certainly is an intriguing sense of discovery and wonder hidden away behind all the kind of frustrations <laughs> yeah like once you once you start exploring and finding things there's there's an interesting backstory there, and even even something as simple as the safe system, the first time. You discover that it's a very interesting moment, and it made me go, "Oh, oh, well, that's kind of
0: cool." It's like they shaved down the original concept for No Man's Sky to the interesting stuff. Yeah, but they carried over a few of the the mechanics and stuff as well.
2: Like some of the, the 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 puzzles and things can be frustrating as well because you're if you don't approach them from the correct angle on the planet, you don't really. It's hard to find the entrance or or where to where you should be looking or where you should be going and. I don't I, I, I love the idea of not being spoon fed, but I think sometimes a little bit of direction is a good thing.
0: Yeah. Especially if you want this big sprawly game. Mm. Yeah. Um ha- having not just the knowledge, but the confidence of my capabilities and what I can and can't do would help a bit. And
1: and that doesn't necessarily have to take away from the excitement of exploration. Like, let the person know what they can do and then go. Who knows what applications of that you'll have to find But you at least know your capabilities go Yeah, like like
0: setting a tone is important um, H-Bomber guys talked about play conditioning before Where you, uh, you know, the game trains you to expect certain things And play certain ways And I was immediately conditioned by this game to not trust the exploration And not trust that exploring is in my best interests. And yet it's a game about exploration and that sends mixed messages.
2: And I just feel like there are so many other ways they could have done the control scheme that maybe, I don't know, maybe it's because I don't play space sims. Maybe people who do that will, will feel more at home with it. But whatever it is about the controls, both on foot and in the ship, it just felt really just awkward to do anything. Yeah. Like every moving from one spot to another spot felt like a massive chore and undertaking, you know, landing. Don't even start me. I actually uh, quit the game. The point I quit the game was when I landed on a planet, uh, my ship landed sideways, like (laughs) basically with the, the, the exit door pointing up in the air. If you get me, the underside of the ship was <laughs> yeah. pointing up in the air. And I couldn't get back into my ship to leave the planet. So I was just, That's you know what, I'm, I'm going back to, uh, to Amalur right now.
0: <laughs> the first time I played it, I quit after a minute. Um, it was it was already later in the evening. And I just um, finished um, Void Bastards. Oh, no, I was halfway through Void Bastards at that point. Uh. Um, and I took a little break to um, try that out. And I got as far as the tutorial for the little model version of your spaceship where it says try landing on one of the (laughs) geysers. I tried that two or three times and thought, right, I'm coming back to this because I'm not in the mood for that.
2: I remember thinking, oh, God, if this is how the actual ship controls, (laughs) I'm going to have a bad time.
0: So I went back to it after I'd finished Void Bastards and... I got a bit better with the spaceship. I, I I didn't get into a situation as bad as as what uh, as landing the the fucking thing sideways. But oh, well,
2: like sideways slash upside down, you know.
0: Yeah, um, that shouldn't be possible in a game. Like unless you're doing, unless you're making a game with like wacky physics for a joke, you shouldn't put your players in a position where they can land their spaceship upside down. Yeah.
2: And I don't know that, like, I don't know if it's just me, but the autopilot felt really wacky too. And slowing, knowing when to start, like, slowing your ship down when you're approaching a planet feels really weird as well. And I'm sure this is all stuff you can get used to.
0: Yeah, it feels like it's one. It feels like one of those things where the mechanics aren't done. They're not accidentally bad. They were deliberately designed this way. Someone genuinely thinks these are good, and there are probably players that do genuinely think they're good. But I don't. No, I I didn't
2: mm. unfortunately I didn't have a good time with this but uh, I I'm sure there are people out there who will yeah it's 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 not objectively bad put it that way it's yeah mm. and it's probably great for someone I know I know um Daniel Dwyer loved it so and he has good judgment so I I think a lot of you will probably enjoy it yeah
0: yeah it's just I hit to a point where I'm like I'm not there's not much point doing a video on it, and that's all I would be playing it for at this point. Yeah. I'm wasting my time. I've got to go find other things to play. And, and... are
1: you getting on better with Void Bastards though?
0: Uh, I have finished Void Bastards. I, I completed it this weekend. Um, it's good. It's very frustrating. <laughs> uh, it can be yeah. sometimes from a you know a, this shouldn't be in this game perspective. <laughs> um, they get to a point where, especially as you go deeper into it, you think. You wonder: Have the developers ever considered that they've punished me enough? <laughs> that they've come up with too many punitive uh, measures?
1: Here's the thing: I, I, because of its like first-person shooter aesthetic, I didn't expect it to feel so much like an FTL or something where it's like, it's just waiting for me to accidentally open the wrong door and fuck myself over. Yeah.
0: Um. Well, sometimes it feels less like. You fucked yourself over like you made a mistake And more the game has just turned around and said Hey, fuck you You
1: you opened the fuck you door Yeah And there was no real way to know you, you took an educated guess and oops, you're dead
0: Yeah As I was first playing it, I was like This is annoying, but it's rewarding enough that it's offsetting it To a considerable degree By the time I got to spaceships where the majority of them had no helms So you could not see where key items were and had to run around guessing and hoping i thought right now we're at 50 50 now this game is equal parts fun and a pain in the fucking ass and that's where it's stuck
1: i i enjoyed it more once i started playing it going this is less a game that i am expected to play once and get to the end of and treating it more like a binding of isaac or something where i i i i know it's not quite an apples to apples comparison but going in going I'm probably not going to win, but how much further can I get this time? And just taking it as like the kind of game that I would come and do runs at, rather than I'm going to finish this and put it away. And I enjoyed it a bit more that with that perspective.
0: I warmed to the later stages of the game more once I realised that just bringing any version, or if you can help it, multiple versions of a cluster bomb weapon will solve most problems. Yeah. Just once you get the kitty bot that turns into a cluster grenade instead of just blows up. Once you realise that, right, those enemies are the worst—the ones with the impenetrable shields that can be shot from behind, but they track you as you strafe them. Fuck those! Throw in a couple of kitty bots, close and lock the door, and wait for the noises of death to stop. Um, that got me through a quite a bit.
2: That sounds like a really frustrating uh, mechanic that you can only shoot them from the back but they track you.
0: That's most of the enemies. Most of the enemies unless they're barking basement ones have at least one element to them that makes them a complete fucking pain to fight. Yeah, like that
2: that sounds the op- that sounds the opposite of fun to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. There, there are to the game's credit various tools that you can use to circumvent most enemies. But you can only bring a limited number on board, so you better hope you brought the right tools to cover everything. And if you get certain combinations of not just enemies, but hazards as well, and other conditions, and other punishments, and character traits that are randomly assigned that might be negative, so long as you don't get the perfect storm of shit, which you will end up getting, more often than not, um, there are ways to deal with it. There's, like, one gun, for instance, that... You point it at an enemy, whether they've got a shield or not. Press the button and boop, they've disappeared. And they're in the gun and you can respawn them elsewhere. If you bring that along, then those enemies with the shields aren't a problem. But there might be another enemy on board that you needed a more important weapon to deal with. Um, Also, the game eases up a lot once you get the gun that can uh, brainwash enemies to join your side. And you just run around the ship going boop, boop. A boop, a boop And just turn everything on board into your friend Uh, That helps a lot So there's lots of cool weapons and toys And there's a lot of reward to the game Uh, As you collect As you go through each ship You get tons of materials and stuff So you are constantly getting health upgrades Or weapon upgrades Or new weapons, new items So to its credit There's a lot of reward there You've just got to put up with a lot of shit As down payment Mm. Some of the negative character traits should not be in that game. Yeah, Tunnel vision being one of the worst offenders, where your periphery vision goes, so most of the screen is black, and that should not be in that game. Yeah
2: Enjoy your motion sickness.
0: Sometimes there's one where you will randomly bring the wrong weapon, which can be a real pain in the ass if you were counting on something to deal with a certain enemy type going in. Um, another one where instead of reloading, there's a percentage chance the character will fumble with the ammo and just drop it. I'm like, oh. at one point, you just think, did they not? Did the devs not think they had enough? That they'd done enough? Yeah, but what if? What if you had a worse time though, Jim? Yeah. Uh. Oh, it gets to a point where the rewards start to be outpaced by the punishments. Yeah. Um, but. It, it looks very good when you're not playing on Xbox One with terrible screen tear, right?
1: If, if you play on PC, that game has like a phenomenal art direction that is very consistently held up throughout. Like, yeah. I can't fault how that game looks.
0: It looks like the old, that old uh, shooter 13, yeah. it looks like that had a baby with a, an old 90s Space Raiders Chris packet.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I was looking at that uh Space Raiders Chris packet you posted and. I saw on the side that they were advertising meanies
0: on the back of it. I was like, so that's where meanies come from, from space raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The pirates, the space pirates that are in um, Void Bastards, reminds me exactly of the main antagonist of the space raiders (laughs) there's
1: there's there's shit in that game that's really nice that they do using the the sort of comic book aesthetic like um if there's an enemy coming up to you from one side as well as audio cues to one side of the screen getting larger and larger as they get closer it'll be just like uh the words like tip tap tip tap tip tap 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 as they're getting towards you it's like it's nice use of the fact that like they they lean into the aesthetic in interesting ways yeah. mechanically.
0: It's a good way as well to tell what's gonna happen in a in a room you step into. Yeah, if the the door is closed, um, and before you head into the room, you can they they show those sound effects. Yeah, um, and each enemy has its own distinct sound effect. So if you hear like. Uh, uh, what's a good one hover 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 yeah then you know there are spook type enemies in that room or tap 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 i think is for the little juves and the caretakers
1: well it not only is that a really nice tactical thing but it's also it's just really good that like there is a non-audio based way of conveying that information to players oh like, yeah, for yeah. anyone who's hard of hearing that's a really cool thing that this game does
0: yeah so yeah yeah it's, it's got a fun sense of humor really good look to it nice sound nice uh nice vi- uh, british voiceovers all over <laughs> the place <laughs> A uh, Scottish space pirate. It, it's got and, uh, that person
1: from the Stanley Parable. I think is in there.
0: Yes, he's the the sort of the AI who who gives you your missions and stuff. Uh, I really like the themes. The the sort of amoral space corporation thing is. It's been done a lot, but it's well done here. Good
2: looking, great sense of humor, and nice accent. Mm, sounds like me. <laughs> uh...
0: It is Gav the game. Uh... It should have been called Void Gav. No, Gav Bastards.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And and when you try and play with it, you just get frustrated.
1: (laughs) Uh, Before we wrap up this week, there were a couple of bits of news, because... E three's like not properly kicked off by the time we record this week's episode, but you, you wouldn't E3. know it because like it's it's kind of started. We've started getting like announcements and conferences and live streams and whatnot.
2: I'm the only one who's like genuinely excited for e three out
1: no no, I'm genuinely excited too, Gav. like. I'm going to be back to being a solo creator the day before E3 proper kicks off. So I am ready and like energetic for this E3.
2: I'm looking forward to seeing what the genre strand game
1: means. (laughs) Yes, it is not, Death Stranding is not an action game or a stealth game. It is a strand game, whatever the fuck that means. Fuck off, Hideo. Uh, Also, you know Guillermo del Toro's in that game? Yeah. He's not in that game. Oh. Is someone wearing a skin suit of Guillermo del Toro? Of course. Of course it is. It's it's not his voice or like his movements. They they have dressed someone up in a Guillermo del Toro skin suit. Okay, well that makes that part of the trailer an actual lie then. <laughs> yeah, the bit where it says starring Guillermo del Toro.
0: Yeah, when when it's not n- yeah, that's a lie. That's what we call a lie.
1: It's starring his skin. <laughs> Fucking hell.
0: I just think uh I think this game's going to be really cool
2: and interesting, but I feel like I feel like the whole this is going to redefine what gaming is. Let's maybe temper our expectations a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's getting lost in its own pretentiousness a little bit at this it, point.
1: Kojima's always been a bit like that though.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely like, like, Let's
1: just be glad he finished a game in like three years Yeah,
0: I'm like, Kojima, you're, you're really good at what you do Really good at what you do Yeah You are not Jesus And you did not invent a, an entirely new genre of game For this action stealth game
2: I forgot to um to retweet it But someone did the thing that we said last week Where someone needs to put the chase sequence In the Death Stranding trailer uh, to the benny hill team
1: oh wonderful oh i need i need to see that (laughs) um so yeah the other bits we we know about for e3 now um initially this got leaked on the amazon uk website and then ubisoft confirmed it themselves uh we're gonna see a new watchdogs game at their press conference that's not hugely surprising but we know some cool tidbits about it it's going to be called watchdogs legion It's set in a post-Brexit London. Uh Not political, though. Not political, not political. political. Uh, And you can apparently play as any NPC in the game, and they'll have, like... This sounds, like, highly ambitious, and I don't know how well this is going to work, but they'll have, like, procedurally generated backstories, and they'll have different voice acting and animations and whatnot. I don't know how that works mechanically, but that's apparently the big gimmick this time. I mean, it might not be as
0: complex as that sounds, because in the other Watchdogs, you could scan people and they were given names and, like, lists of of potential felonies and things, like police records. And a lot
2: lot of them, when you scan them, you did get little voice snippets and stuff.
1: Here's the thing that I was thinking about this. I was like, that sounds like a cool mechanic. Wait a second. They could just give us a character creator. (laughs) Because, like... I that, that would be easier Is let you make your own character rather than You might find one that looks like the one you want Somewhere in the game world Go find them
0: <laughs> I guess we'll just have to see how it pans out Like maybe having to hop from character to character Is a thing yeah. that you need to do Like
2: You know what my one wish is From this game Uh, Just get rid of the lethal options Yeah in in the combat because it was so uh, very out of touch with the tone of Watch Dogs 2 yeah. when you were killing people
1: It was jarring Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally agreed um, But yeah like I'm, I'm intrigued by the concept Like if, if it is as you were suggesting Jim Like maybe you've got to recruit a bunch of NPCs and you can pick from the NPCs you've recruited As who you're going to play as and that will affect what missions they can go and do That could be cool
0: I tell you what it reminds me of though. I tell you what it what where I'm thinking yeah. they may have cuz I think Ubisoft published this as well. Um, I don't know if either of y'all played Driver San Francisco Oh no. uh, Where yeah. you were a ghost for some yeah, reason that was like, like it went yeah, wild You, had to you take... died and were a ghost and you yeah. would jump from car to car To chase someone down the street oh. So maybe you're in like an Agent Smith from the Matrix kind of thing And if you hop into different people you can track people better
1: You're hacking You're hacking into people's Google Glass And taking over their brains to do shit or something
2: You're hacking into their, te- their Teslas
0: Like even humans are all connected to the internet now and so we can use that to get into their Heads.
1: I, I want to see what the fuck This is. That's that's a kind of interesting Thing. Like I'm intrigued that it's Not just another Watchdogs.
0: Yeah. I only call bullshit on One thing. Yeah. If this is post Brexit England, ain't no one can Afford the kind of technology you'd need to Do any of this. This is very fair. The place
1: is Going to be a wasteland um, We got some, the Modern Warfare Got announced as we all knew it was Going to it has a story mode. Hooray! A single player story in a Call of Duty.
2: I'm not gonna lie, I got a little uh shudder of excitement when I saw Captain Price come into frame.
1: I, I I was just excited to go, oh, single player Call of Duty, I will play that.
2: Yeah. I've from what I've heard, they're taking a different direction with this one as well, and it sounds quite interesting. It's Yeah. They're they're going to take a more kind of realistic well now, they say this, but we'll see. But it seems to be a lot darker and more disturbing and realistic kind of look at war, and I think that could be a really interesting if if it's handled right.
1: I it could yeah, be really
2: interesting.
1: T- totally agreed. Um, we got a couple of bits of information about it. No season pass. That's that's good. It's got crossplay. That's good.
2: Yeah, but yeah, but you know, you know what that means, though. What? Loot, loot boxes out the ass
1: uh, maybe uh, the, the one caveat to that uh, no season pass cross play good news is it does still have timed exclusive content on playstation and I I'm always curious how that's going to work in a game with cross play where it's like hey join your playstation friends in a lobby except you can't play all the maps they're playing but you can join a lobby with them still, even though you don't have those maps. You we know, will have to see how that works. Yeah.
2: They're making the map. On a cynical level, the reason they're making the maps free, I think, is because the the player pay- base has been dwindling, and but when you split people between people who have the DLC and don't, then your lobbies get very difficult to f- to match people.
1: Yeah. That's exactly it, is they were the one holdout that was still doing, like, uh, gating maps behind DLC, and it, yeah, it just fragments your user base, which is not good for anyone. Um, And then the last one is we got some Pokemon news this week, because that's happening gearing up to E3, Pokemon Sleep, Nintendo wants to track you while you sleep? Oh yeah. That that happened. You you lie down
0: at night and open your eyes in the middle of the night yeah. and Mr. Mime's just staring down at you. Just going close
2: your eyes. Didn't we talk about this one last week?
0: I think we did. I think
1: I came up with the exact same horrible mental image. Oh. Yeah, I've just real—I've realized it was Tuesday, not Wednesday. Yeah, my apologies. We'll rewind that. We had the other Pokemon thing though. We found out about Sword and Shield at least.
2: I've had like three hours sleep in the last twenty-four, so fuck you, Pokemon.
1: I've I've barely slept this week. It's been a long one, so I'm I'm not on the a game today. But um, yeah, all good. There was a there was a Sword and Shield direct today. Uh, it looks like sort of there might be overworld Pokemon kind of and you can make your Pokemon turn fucking huge for three turns. Too big. Too fucking big. Too big. big. Too huge. I saw that bit, and I was like, too big. (laughs) It is too big. Uh, For anyone who is an actual Pokemon person, they combined, it it seems like they combined Mega Evolution and Z-Moves for like three turns, and they become fucking huge Pokemon. I'm a bit overwhelmed, but I do like that wolf that's got a sword in its mouth. That's a pretty cool design. Yeah, I'm
0: looking forward to it. I think it'll be—it's a Pokemon game, you know. It'll be a giggle.
1: Yeah, the the animations look nice. The character models look nice. I'm glad that there are some Pokemon visible on the overworld. Don't know what the deal with that is. Speaking
2: of um, wolf with a sword in its mouth, here's a little thing that's fun to look up. Uh, videos people have made of of real dogs, but as Sif <laughs> from Dark Souls.
1: That sounds adorable.
2: I can't remember the title of the video, but it's like, it's all dogs who like are picking up sticks and knives and fake swords. And every time they do, someone's <laughs> after editing in the Sif music and, and Dark Souls HUD. And it's very funny.
1: I, I tweeted about my love of this new Pokemon that is a wolf with a sword in its mouth. And all I got was people tweeting me going, uh, <laughs> Sif has appeared. Fucking fight him.
2: <laughs> a wild Sif. I mean, that yeah. was always going to be.
1: This is now truly the Dark Souls of <laughs> Pokemon game. Uh,
0: should we wrap up there yeah why not yeah i know laura do you want to remind people uh what they can do and what you are now doing yes laura
1: k buzz everywhere i've got nice unified branding again laura k buzz on twitter twitch youtube patreon that's what pays the bills go please give me some money there if you can to support my work because I, w- I wanna have not have to go back to a day job if I can help it, that would be nice and I'm taking the leap. Um, things I've got happening at the moment, E3 I'm going to be doing post-show live streams on Twitch after each of the press conferences, talking about everything we've seen, skimming back and watching over the conferences. I will be having episodes of Tonal Whiplash going up, which is a new interview podcast I've got where we alternate serious and silly questions. Dice Funk, it's a 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast, I'm on seasons 3, 4, and 5 of that. There's Queer and Pleasant Strangers, which I do with my fiance Jane, where we do silly skits and voices and have a bit of a giggle. And, uh, LauraKBuzz.com, that is where the vast majority of my written work is going to be from now on. Go check those things out, What, what will I have at the moment? I've got a bunch of shit going up, um... I wrote a thing about VR music concerts, uh, which I was really proud of. That's on laurakbuzz.com. I've got a bunch of cool shit going up on Sci-Fi Fangirls soon, uh, including an article about tarot card reading with Pokemon cards and all the best butts of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So go check those out. I think that's about it. Just laurakbuzz on Patreon. uh, Laurakbuzz on Patreon, please do the thing. I've got awesome ideas in the works. Can't wait to tell you all... About By the time this goes up I will have done a bunch of tweets About cool things I'm working on So check that out
0: (laughs) Alrighty And Gavin, musics You do the music on the internet You played a little bit for us Thankfully it wasn't the thrills But uh, (laughs) where can they listen to your your music?
2: You can hear my music uh, all over the internet Under Miracle of Sound You can find my YouTube channel Where uh, last week I put out my song inspired by Cersei and Jamie and it has done really 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 well and it's just really nice to have had three by my metrics three big hits in a row now so that's awesome I don't know maybe the algorithm just did something right for once this year I don't know
0: must must be nice.
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Miracle of Sounds for updates. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Patreon if you want to help keep me in a job. And you can also buy my stuff on Bandcamp or find me iTunes, Spotify, all the good music stores if you want to stream or download. And maybe not iTunes anymore, actually. Did they close iTunes yet? I actually, you know, for someone whose livelihood depends on this, I probably should have checked this.
1: iTunes still exists. Currently, it's only a rumor that they're closing it down to make it into separate apps. Yeah. So you can still get our iTunes.
2: But yeah, go listen to my uh Cersei Jamie song. It's uh it's doing really well.
1: There you go. Awesome. Yeah. Uh
0: yeah. You know, yeah, on the internet I do things. You can look at them if you want. Um next week I'll be joining Jenna Bain for the Snarkathon that they do every year. Um so I'll be on the live streams for those For the major press conferences uh, I'll have details on the Twitter for, for sure
2: Sorry to interrupt you Jim But I will be tweeting a lot this weekend At E3 oh, So if there was, oh, no if, if there was as ever as a good I. time To follow Laura and myself It's going to be this week, this weekend
1: Yeah This this week coming up I'm going to be snarky tweeting live During the conferences And then going to Twi- uh, Twitter To condense my snark Into, into Twitch videos
2: I'll be like Thirty percent snark, seventy percent woo excitement.
1: Yeah, it's 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 going to be fun. I'm excited to I'm excited to get to take part in the live tweets this year, as opposed to having to write shit up in real time. Okay,
2: sorry, Tim, You may continue to. Uh, oh no, you're to, good. Um, <laughs> to plug your I, stuff. all
1: left is t- all that's left is
0: to wrap up. Uh, to thank you all for listening and supporting. As always, uh, we will see you next week. Um, yeah, keep an eye out for all three of us next week with E3 going on. We'll all have all sorts of things.
1: Next week's going to be a long one, isn't
0: it? Yeah. <laughs> and the Monday after next, I will do my usual E3 winners and losers, yeah. where I just point out things that were good and things that were the, but were not good, <laughs> that were rubbish, that were, that were the thrills. And we will see you next time. See you next week. That will be in the middle. Yeah, sort of in the midst of E3. Bye. Bye. Bye.